Hello, everybody. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and you are listening to Technology Uncorked. Now, I need to talk to you very quickly about Navman, and the reason being is that this week I found out, and it's actually something I took for granted given that I'm no longer a P-plater, but if you are, or maybe you've got young children who are about to start driving, I didn't realize this, but uh, they actually aren't allowed to use their phone in any way, whether it's in a cradle, in any way. So they can't actually even use Google Maps for navigation on their smartphone. They're just not allowed to have that phone operating or functioning in the car, not, not even just not touching it. So this is where a Navman device really comes in handy because you can give give them a GPS unit, which is going to help them get to where they're going. I mean, let's face it, younger drivers are the ones at most who actually need help getting to where they're going. You know, as you get more experience, you start to figure out the roads. But you know, a GPS unit will save them, and it also has obviously speed alert features, um, live traffic alerts as well. So when you start thinking about these things, red light cameras, um, accident black spots, those that sort of thing, these things are going to be huge huge benefits uh, for people who are starting out driving. Now, if you are in your P's, consider getting something like this. Don't risk it with your phone. Don't get caught. Don't lose your license. You certainly don't have enough points to account for that. And parents, just definitely think about this. It could be that perfect 17th birthday gift, something like that that you can give them. They can put it in their car and leave it there, and it's uh, always going to keep them a little bit safer on the road, and I think it's important. Now, that's from Navman. They are sponsors of the show. And speaking of which, we have a big show, so let's get started. All right, now for those playing at home tonight, I am drinking a Riversdale Estate Riesling. This is from Tasmania. It's 2016 vintage. Now, one of the things I'll say about this wine, uh, it is a Riesling. However, it has got quite a high acidity to it, which means for me, this needs to be paired with food. I haven't got any food next to me at the moment, but I'm imagining some camembert and crackers would do really well just to bring down that ass level and that ah, ah, ah that you do get when you drink some acidic wines. Uh, going to go really well with Asian food. So spicy Asian food, Indian curries. This is the sort of bottle you want to have with it. It is $27 though, so it is going to be in the higher end or more premium end for Riesling. You will find cheaper, but from Cellar Masters, if you're interested, you can drink along with me. Uh, this is a fabulous white wine, but more importantly, we have some amazing tech news to get into. Let's get started on that. All right, let's get started with something big. Now, LG decided to host an event where they were demonstrating and showing off an 88-inch television. Now, if that's not big enough, they also filled it with 8K. So it's an 8K TV, meaning it has millions and millions and millions of pixels, meaning you could stand with your nose right up against it and see the vivid detail. Now, what I mean by that is imagine if there's a landscape photo, maybe a city photo of New York, uh, on the screen, what you'd actually be able to do is not just see the individual windows of the buildings, you'd actually be able to see the person sitting on the couch inside. That's how detailed these televisions can get. And when you've got this sort of size to make it work for you, this is where 8K makes sense. Now, obviously, not everyone's about to go out and buy an 88 inch 8K TV. Uh, this one is going to set you back $60,000 um, with a little bit of change left over. It's a very expensive TV. Fortunately, it actually provides a stand uh, for the TV to sit on already, which means that you're going to save some money there, fortunately. But uh, look, it's it's expensive. It's glamorous. It's not going to be for everyone, certainly not for me. But if you've got sixty grand and you don't want to buy a car, uh, go and buy a TV. This is an absolute option. Now, for a lot of people out there, and it may not be you listening, but it might be your parents, um, photo albums. You, you've seen them? 
locked in a cupboard, stacked on top of each other, uh, you need to start getting these things and scanning them in. Now, for a lot of people, you might just use your phone and take a photo of it. It's not going to be as good, but there's an option. Uh, the other option that I've seen people using is, is scanners. Now, Epson have released one called the Fast Photo, and uh, it's something that I've been looking at. And for me, this is an amazing device. It'll scan um, you know, those four by sixes uh, at one per second. So you can imagine putting a stack of 50, just stick it into the Epson and zoom, 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 50 seconds later, they're all done. They're all scanned into your computer, ready to go to be backed up to Google Drive or wherever you decide to keep them. Really, really cool product. I will say though, it is going to be around $600 to buy. So if you're going to buy it, scan all your photos and then sell it to your friends, send it to other people in the family so they can go and do their photos. Um, Maybe even consider chipping in to do it because it is, to me, it's a lot of cash uh, for a scanner, but I think it's also something very smart because photos will only deteriorate further they only get worse so that you know the longer you leave it to actually back these things up they'll be gone and you know what it's memories and you don't want to see these sort of things disappear so you know do something about it find a friend who's got one of these um, don't reach out to me and ask to borrow mine uh, but definitely consider backing up your images I think it's a smart way of doing it the other thing I read this week was from Spotify. Now, I'm not saying this is a personal plug, but they, they they do support podcasts. And this podcast is available in Spotify. And if you are listening through that platform, uh, pay attention to this bit of news. You can now build playlists in Spotify that also incorporate podcasts. So what I mean by that is that imagine that uh, you've got a song that you like to wake up to, and then maybe there's a podcast you normally like to listen to, then maybe you want a break of another song, and then maybe another podcast. This is almost like building your own radio station where you've got a little bit of talk, you've got a little bit of music, you can actually build this all in. And I love this little feature because for me, if if I've got a one hour commute and I know that, you know, Technology Uncorked maybe goes for 25 minutes normally, and maybe there's a, a Mamma Mia podcast or a Car Advice podcast, whatever it is. Uh, Maybe you want to insert that, but you want some music in between to break it up. This is a really smart feature from Spotify. You do need to be a premium member, um, meaning you have to be paying for it. But, uh, you know, build a playlist. I think this is a great little feature to have. All right. And actually, I wanted to throw in a little bit of personal news. Uh, for a lot of people in Australia, uh, I do. you would maybe know that I do speak on 2GB on Saturdays uh, with George and Paul. Uh, some excellent news that came out this week is that we're number one across AM and FM bands in that time slot. So it's a really nice achievement to have. Uh, obviously, it's not just because of me. There's a whole time slot beyond just me. But the other thing that uh, was announced this week is that I'm also doing a Thursday afternoon spot with Steve Price. Uh, it's from about 1.15 onwards. Uh, same sort of format. We take calls and we do some tech news and reviews. Uh, look, it's it's amazing for me just to get another opportunity to speak on one of the biggest stations in the country. It's a huge. Yeah, I'm humbled by it. You know, I'm really humbled by the opportunity to do that. Uh, it's nice to continue talking technology, not just with you on the podcast, but on various radio stations. I also speak on a lot of smaller stations as well, and and I love that too. So, you know, if you are looking for a time slot to listen to me and you've listened to this podcast already, Thursday after one o'clock, uh, join me and Steve Price. We get to talk tech, and it's, it's so far. I had the first episode today, and it was a lot of fun and plenty of callers too, which is great. And again, I'll be there on Saturday to continue doing my bit, giving something back and having a listen and trying to help you. So not to bore you, uh, for those listeners that I have in Portugal, Botswana, Nigeria, China, Italy, and the United States, um, you can stream it, you can go online and listen to it. But mostly, I'm sorry if I wasted a minute of your time. All right, now very early on this week, I went 
into Apple headquarters. Now, uh, headquarters in Sydney, not overseas, just to bring it down a notch. I, I was actually invited to, to go in for a briefing and it was something that I have been trying to do. Uh, you would all know from prior episodes how, I guess, vocal I was around the new iPhone and potentially was never going to be let into even an Apple store again. However, I got to go in and this maybe gives you a little bit of insight into how Apple works in that uh, before you get to review a product from Apple or even before I get to take one onto a TV segment or something like that, they like to bring you in and they want to have a conversation. And it's actually a really smart thing from Apple and, and I, I do understand why they do it. The last thing that any brand wants is for me to go on TV or radio or even just here on the podcast and say something wrong, as in factually wrong. They understand that everyone has an opinion, uh, but the last thing that Apple wants anyone to do is to go out and say, oh, the iPhone 11 with the folding screen. Like They don't want anyone saying something like that because it's not correct and it's misleading. So they, 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 they like to bring you in. Uh, sometimes I do it via FaceTime, but in this case, I was able to, to make it into their, into their office and have a conversation. And it's actually a really nice thing. You have to think about um, little old me walking in and I'm getting to talk to the product manager for, app, for the iPhone. Uh, for about half an hour. And then I spent about half, a little bit less uh, with the product manager for Apple Watch because I learned about the new Series 5 as well. So I went and had a look at the iPhone 11, really detailed conversation around the three different models in the new iPhone 11 range. Uh, it was it was good to do that. And it was good to just you know have some great Q&A going back and forth. And for me, this is just giving you background. Okay. So that happened, and then I, I was lucky enough to leave with the iPhone 11, not the Pro or the Pro Max. And for me, this is, there's a couple of reasons why I think this was a great thing. The iPhone 11, as I mentioned before, in reality replaces the uh, 10R, which was the one that uh, not many people, you would have thought, not many people would have gone for when you had the 10S available last year. Now, it turns out that actually they sold more 10Rs than 10Ss last year, which for me was staggering. I always thought that people were going for the premium version from Apple. Uh, it turns out that they weren't. And this was, this is why it does make a lot of sense that the iPhone 11 is probably the one that everyone will go for rather than the uh, 11 Pro or Pro Max. Uh, there is obviously a huge cost difference in doing that. Um, the reality is that the biggest difference between the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro or Pro Max is that third lens on the camera, which adds telephoto. Now, for someone like myself, I don't do a lot of zooming in on things. So the telephoto maybe actually doesn't add a huge amount of value. Sure, I can always walk closer and, and get closer to the subject instead. Uh, but for, for me, telephoto is not a huge advantage. So having two lenses on the back, actually, it was not a, not a problem. There is another another advantage with the Pro in that it has a a very proper OLED display. In that black is black. If the phone, if you're showing a black picture on the um, on the Pro, it looks like the, the screen is off because that's how black the, the screen can get. Whereas on the iPhone 11, it it still provides backlight to blacks, which means that uh, you know you can tell the screen is actually on and displaying a black image. So side by side, you can notice it. Um, looking at the iPhone 11 in front of me right now. I would not really notice it. So again, it's not going to be something that I think will sway buyers. Now, what do I think of the iPhone 11? Well, I've been using it and I I, I actually was using the Galaxy Note um, 10 Plus, which I've really enjoyed. And I probably used that for longer than I have any Android phone. So going back to Apple, um, again, 
context, I was using an uh, iPhone 10. I didn't have a, a 10R or a 10S. So for me, this was a two-year jump. And it looks very similar. Well, I've, I've mentioned that before. Yes, when I look at the back, I can notice the difference. I've wrapped it in a silicon case uh, just to protect it because, you know, it is still a a uh, phone that costs over $1,000 and I really do not want to break this device. So I do wrap it in a case just for safekeeping. Uh, but what do I actually think of the device? Now for me, the first thing I'll talk about is the camera. The camera on, on this device, uh, yes, there is some huge improvements. Now I'm not just going to say huge improvements from when I had the iPhone 10, but huge improvements from even current Samsung phones. Uh, it's for me a very, very good camera. and. I don't carry, you know, five phones with me at once and take the same photo and look at them. Um, I, I just use it on a day-by-day -day basis. And the results that I've seen with no effort, with no setting changes, with not even editing, uh, particularly nighttime, I'm producing some really impressive shots with no effort. Uh, I, I've, I've been very impressed with the cameras on the back. The cameras on the front are also fantastic. You can now do wide angle uh, on the front, which is great. So I do think that they've made some big improvements. The, the camera is is a nice, a nice improvement. Uh, it does still lack a lot of features that I that I wanted and a lot of features that I've seen in other phones. I get that. However, there are a lot of people who are married to iPhone and this is what they stick with. So who's upgrading to this device? Well, not really somebody who has the iPhone 10. And it was something that I broached with Apple as well. And, and they are understanding. They are completely understanding the fact that people are holding onto their phones for longer. And this year by year shift is not happening as dramatic as it used to be. So for them, uh, they were they were fully expecting that people on an iPhone 6 or an iPhone 7, they're the ones who will most look at a phone like this and be impressed, be absolutely wowed. And, uh, and that to me was, was a nice thing to hear because it was, you know, things that I've been thinking and talking to you guys about and then actually becoming a bit more of a reality when I talk to them as well. So I'm glad that we're not all blinded by this by this sort of myth that uh, every 12 months people are going to be replacing their phones. Not even Apple think that anymore. And I think that's fantastic. So this is great news. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the device. I'll, I'll also add, oh my gosh, I, I should have added this earlier, uh, battery life. Battery life on this phone is is outstanding. It's outstanding. And I know that Apple talked about it in and in terms of hours, as in maybe four more hours based on prior year. However, for me, it's getting through a whole day and forcing and being consciously telling myself not to charge my phone in the middle of the day. So I'm talking about taking it off when I leave, I leave home and uh, not charging it until I go to bed and still having well over 60% battery life. Uh, I am an intense user. I stream music almost all day. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I take a lot of calls and I'm on social media a lot. So I'm probably more of a higher end user and I was easily, easily getting through the entire day and getting to bed with more than 50% battery life um, every day of the week. So that, that to me says something. It says a lot about this device. Would I recommend people spending the extra money to get the Pro? No, that's where I'm going to step in and tell people the iPhone 11 is really all that most people should actually need. If you're a professional, and I'm not just saying that because the phone is called Pro, but if you're looking at um, maybe you're a magazine editor and you get sent drafts that you need to improve, and as a result, you're looking at exact colors and you're looking at incredible detail and things like that, maybe, maybe you'd get the Pro. But I think for the vast majority of people, the iPhone 11 does the job for everybody. 
And, uh, and I think that's where people will go. The last thing I will add, if you are looking to buy a new iPhone and you've got an iPhone 7, 8, whatever, take it into the Apple store and trade it in. Trade the thing in. You'll get decent cash for it on the day, which means you can just take it off the cost of the purchase and you can move on. Now, the iPhone 10, I'll probably get around 500 bucks for it if I decide to trade it in. Uh, and for me, that's that's something because I could leave it in a drawer and use it as a backup phone, which will never actually happen. Or at some point, I can try and sell it on Facebook Marketplace and try and haggle with all these guys who are going to try and cut you down. Or I can try and go on Gumtree, blah, 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 blah. Who wants to go through any of that hassle? Take it to the Apple store, slide it over the counter, ask for a price. Why not? And if you've got no one to actually hand it down to and start using it that day, then don't bother. Just trade the thing in, take the take some of the hit away from the purchase cost of the phone, and you keep it for three years, maybe four years before you buy a new one. Look, it's the iPhone 11. Uh, I'm I'm not completely upset anymore. I, I do think they've made some improvements, the camera particularly and the battery. Uh, beyond that, iOS 13 I think is a, a fantastic upgrade, but. You can have that on anything from an iPhone 6S up. So if you don't have it already, download the update and do it. Now, uh, that's probably all I'll say about the iPhone 11 for now. If I do uncover any more features about this device, I'll mention it in future episodes. But for the meantime, that's my iPhone 11 wrap-up. Now, during the week, I had somebody come to me and say, Jeff, I heard you talking about uh, those over-ear headphones. They sound really amazing. But you know what? I get a little hot. You know, summer's coming. It's like wearing earmuffs. It's not my kind of thing. And I get that. I completely get that. For me, for me, uh, if I'm on the train, I'm noticing that in my, you know, two-kilometer walk to the to the office or back home, I'm definitely noticing that the heat is starting to get to me with my over-ear headphones. So a little bit of a, uh, a wrap around buds. I think for a lot of people, we're starting to move to buds. Now, what I mean by buds and is that imagine your headphones, little corded headphones, but without the cord, as in not even a cord between the left and the right bud. So two individual buds that go into your ears. Now, the cool thing about these is that they're generally, they're all Bluetooth. Um, they also usually have a case that will also recharge them as well. Now, across the board, you'll find these available from every brand now. They're all doing it. Apple were, for me, one of the ones that really kick-started this industry. They, there were some that existed beforehand, but Apple, when they released their AirPods, certainly fired everybody else up and forced everybody to lift their game a little bit. Uh, if I'm using my, my iPhone, I really enjoy using the AirPods. Now, they, they do look a little bit silly. Um, there's a scene out of Something About Mary, and it always reminds me of those. And when I think about a little white thing just hanging from my ear, it's disturbing. And I know that people look at you a bit strange as, oh, you're that guy wearing the Apple AirPods. But you know what? They, they work really, really well. They sound very good. They don't fall out. And for me, they're not sticking right in my ear. They're just sort of sitting in my ear hole. And I like that because I don't get that feeling of, of blocked ears. Um, they just sit there nice and comfortably. So if you have an iPhone... Uh, a very simple recommendation is go and get a pair of AirPods. If you're someone who's very, very active, extremely active to the point that you're worried that your AirPods would fall out. And look, I'll be honest, you can run with AirPods and they don't fall out, but you might find that, that they do and you are vigorous. You're vigorous. You're a, you're a machine. 
You're more than more than me, and that's fine. Uh, Beats. The, the, it's it's crazy to say this because Beats used to be seen as just for doof doof, and that they were full of bass and completely overpowering. But you know, when Apple acquired Beats, things changed. Now things didn't just change from a sound perspective; they changed dramatically from how they operate. Now the the, the new Power Beats Pro. Uh, they have the same H1 chip that is inside the the new AirPods, which means that they interact and interface with your iPhone extremely well. As in, the minute you take them out of the packet and open the lid, your iPhone goes, "Hey, new headphones." Seriously, it's that it's that integrated. You don't even have to go into the settings of your iPhone to help it start finding them. They just talk to each other from the beginning. It's it's freaky, uh, and they work really well. They actually sound good. They've got the little uh, arm that goes around the ear, and it's funny. I'm talking to you, and my right hand is actually drawing around my ear. You can't see that, um, but there is an arm that wraps around the, the top side and then down your ear. So that means it's really never going to fall out. So they are fantastic. They have got volume controls and things like that uh, on the buds themselves. However, you can also summon Siri and and you know make commands there. The, the good thing about the Beats ones as well is if, the, if you are an Android user, you can get them and they, and they still work very well. The AirPods, however, I don't recommend getting AirPods if you've got a Samsung device. You can actually pair them and you can get them to work. But it's going to be very frustrating to use. Um, the, the, the taps and gestures just don't work the same uh, as you'd expect. It, it just doesn't, it's not a good marriage. So for somebody who has an Android device, uh, when you want, if you're interested in getting some buds for those, you're somebody who goes walking a lot, does exercise, whatever it is. You just want buds, and I get that. Uh, Jabra. Now, Jabra is a company that has been focused um, primarily in the past on corporates. If you ever worked in a in a corporate office, walk past a call center, there's a good chance they're all wearing Jabra headsets. What that tells you about their consumer products is that they're engineered for phone calls and good sound which is fantastic news if you're a consumer because when you're wearing these buds, you're likely to take calls on them and you're likely to listen to music on them. Who would have thought? So they've already been doing all that research for years and years and years, and now they've built them into some really nice quality buds. Now, these are small, super small buds that go into your ear. Um, Say, for example, the Jabra Elite 65T, not as good of a name as just saying AirPods, but you'll get the hang of it. They come in different colors. Uh, they have about four different microphones, which actually help try and block out that wind noise that people would hear uh, while you're walking around and having a conversation with them. Uh, but they also have a very simple tap button on the side, on each side, that you can program to do different things, whether it's skip track, pause, uh, whatever you want it to do. So I do like that. They also now have uh, Amazon Alexa integration as well, which is really handy, again, for that voice assistance, or you can program it to do uh, to prompt your Google Assistant, whatever you like. It's, it's it's a very nice product. Again, very similar price to the AirPods, around that $200 up to $300 mark. Now, they do come in different types. Um, so I've said the 65T. There is a premium model even further than that if you are interested. Um, now, there are other brands. Klipsch just announced a new pair this week. Blue Ant just announced a new pair this week. Sony has one which has noise cancelling built in, but we're looking at about $500 bucks there. And unless you've really got that type of cash, you'd be thinking about why you're doing it. Um, we do actually think that Apple is about to announce a pair of noise-canceling AirPods. Now, Huawei just did exactly that a couple of weeks ago. Now, whether that comes to Australia, whether that actually is something that we can um, buy just independently or whether it has to be bundled with a phone, we're yet to see. But this whole generation of wireless buds is absolutely growing and growing. And I think the idea of even using... um, 
the lightning connector on your iPhone or the USB-C port on your uh, Android devices as a corded connection, I think that's disappearing. I think we're all going Bluetooth. I think it's just going to be the standard way that we operate. So having the buds, having the charging case is absolutely fantastic. Most of those charging cases will also have wireless charging, which means you can just rest them onto something. The sad thing is that not all of them do have that. So do shop around. Do pay attention to the entire ecosystem of those um, those buds because you do want to know exactly how many hours of battery life you get from the buds by themselves, how much you'll get from the case, and then how long it will take to recharge as well because you don't want to get caught out where your, your case has gone bust and you've only got 20 minutes charge on your uh, on your buds because then you're stuck. You can't you know jam them into your phone and start using them. So it is a bit a bit something to investigate. Do shop around. Problem is you can't usually try them on in-store, experience them. You kind of have to rely on people's advice. So again, I'll recap. If you've got an iPhone and you're a simple person because you have an iPhone, then just get the AirPods. If you're very, very active and you jump around and you're likely to go, I don't know, upside down for whatever reason, maybe that's a thing you do, rock climbing, I don't know, then get the get the Powerbeats Pro because I think you'll really appreciate those arms that go around the ear. And then lastly, if you are never going to go near an iPhone, uh, I, I really do recommend the the Jabra products. I do think that they have fantastic sound. They're great for phone calls as well, and you get a really good battery life out of them. So again, shop around. Don't just take my word for it. Go and read other reviews. Go and check out other podcasts as well. This should not be your only gospel. I'm not all about that. All right, all right. Now, over this course of the week, uh, there's a lot of things going on. Now, uh, if you finish the podcast, you've you've had a good time. Uh, there are other ways that you can catch me. I'm going to be on 2GB and 4BC every Saturday and every Thursday. You'll find me on 2HD and the Super Radio Network on Monday, uh, Hunter Valley 2NM on Wednesday mornings. Uh, you'll be able to read articles from me this week on Tuesday in the Australian, in print and online. You'll find me on TV on Thursday doing a spot with Studio 10. Really looking forward to that one as well. Um, and obviously another podcast. We'll continue to do this podcast every single week. You will continue to hear from me. There's a very, very good chance that uh, over the next couple of weeks, and I have no idea exactly when, um, there'll be an interview between myself and somebody. Um, I, I did say at the very beginning of starting podcasting that I would like to do interviews at some point. Uh, I reached out to somebody just as a joke um, to do an interview, and they said yes. I didn't expect it, given the person has 12 million Twitter followers. That's not something you tend to expect a response to. So if it does happen, it may be in next week's show. I have no idea. There's a very good chance that the day that I interview them is the day you'll receive it, because I'm not going to hold back on something that big. Uh, I will be looking forward to that. I look forward to speaking to you guys again. Leave me a review. Leave me some feedback. Um, I've noticed either plenty of five-star reviews or two uh, bitter people who left one-star reviews, and I'm actually okay with one star. I'm okay with two. I'm okay with whatever you decide to give. I, I also prefer it, though, if you leave feedback. Um, if, leaving just one star seems a little bit vindictive or a little bit jealous. So what I would actually prefer is a bit of feedback. Tell me why it's one star, and I'm totally okay with it. Um, but People are who they are, and that's fine if you want to leave one-star reviews. But continue the fives. Fives are good. Uh, But the feedback's most important. I love receiving DMs from people on Twitter. That's completely open. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you like. Uh, Reach out to me. I think it's it's great. It's good to have dialogue. I love speaking to you, but I really, really love hearing back from you. So uh, I do appreciate it. Thanks for the feedback. Thank you for making it this far in the show. This has been Technology Uncorked episode, whatever the heck it is. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 